Hello listener, Matt here. Support Ben, read his ramblings, or find further notes on this show at securitized.com, spelled S-E-C-U-R-I-T-Y-Z-E-D.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Sensuous Sounds of InfoSec, where we discuss all things information, all things security, and all things information security. I'm Ben Maliso. And I'm Matt Snotty. I'm Raphael Fiedler. I'm Joey Police. Gentlemen, I have to ask you, why is joining the military like purchasing IT gear? No idea. <laughs> because they both have terms of service ah uh, <laughs> clever okay. with that in mind rofty <laughs> you have this week's topic you wanted to talk about uh contracts terms of service and user license agreements and whatnot evidently there's some kerfuffle about these things going on with our friends in australia over there in europe what is what is the situation rofty no, it's it's not. It's I think not a European thing. I read about it on The Verge, and it's like it started. I think on Thanksgiving, like the U.S. Thanksgiving. You don't have Thanksgiving in Australia. Uh, we 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 like we do have uh, Thanksgiving, but I think we don't celebrate it as big. Like for us, okay. it's it's a minor holiday. We celebrate Easter. I think much bigger than what you do. Like okay. for, you don't for have turkeys. Us. You have like a quail or something small. You have partridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Exactly. No. All right. So for us, we have different. Like we have different priorities there. I guess. Um, okay. Culturally. So this is an American problem that you're bringing to our attention. I like this. This is good. All right. What's, <laughs> well, I, what's the what's the issue? Okay. Okay. So I guess so many people probably have heard of it, but I still like uh, talking about it because it's about the anchor sub brand called Yuffie. Uh, which has um, created what's, a couple of Anchor, security. Anchor, okay, okay, okay. Anchors, sorry, they're right? like a battery plant uh, uh, brand. They are like fairly big. I think they have, they're based in Shenzhen, um, so China, um, but they have produced high quality chargers and ba uh, battery banks and stuff like that. And I've been to an Apple store um, buying a new iPhone, I guess. And they were like, um, don't open like don't start it um wait till home and charge it fully before you use it for the first time and i'm like but i have a power bank and they're like no 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 don't use a power bank um and i'm like but it's an anchor one and they're like okay good if it's an anchor one we they are good you can use them like you would use and so this was just i mean it, it's an apple genius who knows but <laughs> so they were but, a very but, but the, the point of that brand. is that anchor makes sufficient power supplies to mimic even utility power. That's what you're saying is Anchor's exactly. that good of a brand. They're recognized. Yeah. Okay. They're recognized okay. and their their charger charging cables are good and their chargers are great and stuff like that. And they started to branch out a couple of years ago. I think first with like um like Bluetooth speakers back in the day when everybody had to have a Bluetooth speaker and stuff. Um uh, Soundcore I think was their sub brand and and they started off with a couple of sub brands and they have multiple nows. But Ufi is their sub brand where they um, do like everything with cameras. So, um, uh, Yuffie, they, spell, spell Yuffie for me. It's an E U F Y. Okay. 
I think it would pronounce it Euphius well. It's not like yeah, the yeah. Uzi no, I, thing. I was just wondering. I just, you know, I've just never heard of the brand. That's okay. Continue. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I, I just wanted to put the Ozy thing in here because you found that so funny the last time. Ozy's <laughs> awesome. Um, seven layer model. Exactly. So, um, so Yuffie, uh, they had this, the security thing. And of course, I think many have heard about Ring. I, I know I bring yeah. all those point names in, but Ring, Ring doorbells, doorbells and stuff. So you're talking about a security camera built into a doorbell meant to be exactly. public facing literally on the street. Exactly. Exactly. And the police has access to it. Exactly. And it's like Ring is owned by Amazon. And so when I looked into it, because my home situation is where the, like the, the postman, I mean, of course, he never rings the doorbell anyway, but like if for, if for some reason he tries to, he never finds my door. And so I wanted to get an, such an, a doorbell, but of course I would not want to have an Amazon doorbell. So I started like, I think half a year ago or something, way before November, looking into different options. And Yuffie came up because Yuffie was like branded very much in the way that they have like local storage and that the stuff is local. And now in November... So the video's not being ported to the cloud. You have supreme control of the data coming from your doorbell camera. The marketing, at least, was very much in that in that direction. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And in November, it turned out like The Verge had a, a big uh, feature about this, but I think a couple other outlets had it as well, um, that Yuffie was actually not keeping all of that stuff locally and that they were transmitting like this information to the cloud and basically like all of their like there we're not sure where this ended up everywhere um but yeah now they're saying everything is in aws storage which basically means the same as with ring <laughs> so the very thing you wanted to avoid which was sharing your data with amazon is being done by anchor yuffie but of course, like now, um, like them being a Shenzhen company, a lot of that uh, data is probably stored in China as well. Of course. So, of course. yeah, uh, this is basically wh where I wanted to get there. But you, okay. you did a different intro. Um, you want me to oh, go I'm there? Sorry. I apologize. I, I... Already as well? No, because you said terms of service. And the, and the situation, like this happened in December, like late November, early December. And I was very confused because I never got around buying a Yuffie doorbell because I read their terms of service. I read their privacy policy and I, I read that their data, of course, like me being in Austria, being in Europe, um, the GDPR is very strong. And so in their European terms of service, they said your data, your, your stream cat will leave the European Union and you have to agree to this. I have um, a question. I have a question. Yeah. How long did it take you to read the terms of service? You are the probably the first person that I have spoken to in quite some time, and I don't want Matt's opinion on this, uh, <laughs> that actually reads the TOS and the EULAs. So, I, I mean... That 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 is impressive, Rafti. I gotta tell you. No, I mean, like when you ha when you're considering like hanging a camera inside your home, I I guess you would read it as well. I think. I think you should. No, you like, would, Rafti. No, 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 I've got, I've got cameras in mind. I've never read them. No, we, 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 we have all, as human beings, been conditioned by these documents purposefully. I would guess, by, on the part of the vendors, to ignore them because they are between twenty and a hundred pages long. Most of them are filled with 
complete either misnomers or irrelevant information, that standard legal boilerplate that means nothing to the actual product and the user. And it's dry and dull and stupid and sometimes has typos that they're never going to acknowledge. And, and it's just really pointless. Instead, if you don't want to spend four hours studying the product before using it, you don't work. You just click. Yes, I agree. I accept. Right. So how long was this? The Joey's got a really good point. How long was their terms of service and, and how long did it take you? Uh, it's not that long, I guess. I mean, like it's, I read it of course only online, so I don't know how much pages it would be, um, but it's not that long. Like I, I think it's skimming think through it. You can do it in half an hour. And I think if you like do some proper reading and of course I, I only like intensely like studied a couple of section when it comes to what what do they consider personal data because this is always a funny thing what what do they consider it and then what are they going to do with it and of course like and and i think in the in the pre-show um ben you already asked me were they like would i consider what they did uh illegal and i think they walked a fine line here like when you look at their marketing i, I think i, I asked the question line. unethical not illegal. And, unethical. and I would say unethical it was, yes, of course, because they said, like, you don't have to pay for the cloud because everything is local, which is this fine line where they're not saying everything stays local, but everything is local. And, <laughs> and, it, and that's true. That's true. Everything is local as well you know <laughs> or stuff like that and and so it's actually duplicated so yeah. there's a data store that is local and then yes. that's being also squirted out to shenzhen where they store it it, it I, I gotta ask are there components in the contract that are straight up english where you know <laughs> what they're trying to say but they're saying it in a very chinese sort of way um not in the european version Okay, so it is English, it's, so you not, read it, but it's not a it's, miscommunication on their part. They purposely so. had a differentiation between their marketing material and the actual operation itself. Yeah, yeah. And I would say like Anchor being a reputable brand, I think they have figured like this English stuff, what you're saying um, out fairly well. Like I think you're you're I, I don't know i mean i've seen i've seen some pretty i've seen some very significant players in the market who still have trouble with some of their copy editing that that's you know okay it's, just, well. it's the nature of the beast <laughs> and i'm sure if i was writing in uh uh chinese ideograms i'd have similar problems yeah but they have offices all around the world and and i as far as i can tell like anchor started off by by people who were formerly employed by google as well so they have some some people like outside of the us uh, outside of china uh, who like in the us okay. who, who at least know what they're doing and and i think this is partly why they have such uh or had such a good reputation and why i was recommending to people like when when all of those um, phone brands started ditching the the power bricks, um, when you buy a new one, I recommended Anchor to everybody. Like I was stay away from the, the all those other brands. Like Anchor is good, they're reliable. I, I would trust them to leave them plugged into the socket, not catching fire and stuff. So <laughs> go go and so, buy them. And now so I'm this TOS, 
it yeah. maybe took you 20 minutes to read, maybe a half hour. Yeah, something like that. And privacy policy, okay. both. You should and as both. soon as you read it, you understood what they were saying. They were saying, we are duplicating your info off-site. You, you saw that, we, recognized it, and you said, I don't want any part of that because I run a privacy company and I look <laughs> foolish, right? Uh, partly, yeah. No, uh, I, I say what I would say is they left the door open to it. I, okay. I, like if it, it, I would not say that they um, have like explicitly said that they're transferring everything, but that they left the door open to transfer stuff. Ring is not saying they're, they're like letting... The police watch everything, you know. Nobody yeah, said that outright, you know. Well, see, and that's the funny thing. We didn't we do this as like a news bite thing a few months ago, where we mentioned that that Ring, even though in their terms of service they said they weren't going to share with the police, they then admitted just recently. I think it was late last year. They have been sharing with police whenever police ask. Without warrants, but just on a request. And it was three dozen times over the course of a year or something like that. Right. And I think we we talked about how there might be, uh, I think, Matt, you even mentioned that there may be some justified instances where this would make sense. If, if there's an active shooter in the neighborhood and the police think he's going to walk by your front door, it makes sense to share your front door camera footage with the police to help locate the active shooter. However... <laughs> When you build that into your terms of service and when you build that functionality in, you're you're tripping over the slippery slope and tumbling on down the hill, aren't you? Right. It, Matt, did I have that kind of yeah, yeah. They, they they had put the back door in essentially for for emergent situations, time sensitive situations where you know they, they, they couldn't wait for a warrant or something like that. And so uh but yeah, what what Rafti's describing is is not anywhere even close to that. <laughs> From what I yeah. understand, and I've I read the article that that Rafti uh, sent to all of us, and uh, it sounds like it's just straight up lying. I mean, at best, <laughs> at best, the marketing team is not talking to the legal team. At worst, the company is outright lying to their consumers uh, about what they're actually doing. Yeah. And, and and let's say it's not even just the marketing team and the legal team. What about the dev team and the legal team and the marketing? They may honestly not know what each other are doing. They they may yeah. they may truly, especially if it's a large company and they do have different offices in different parts of the world, they might not actually the lawyers might not get what's going on in the back end or or vice versa, right? Um, right. Um, yeah, Rafi. I mean, you 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 mentioned you know you actually read the terms of service, but. I don't, I don't know that I've ever read, read an ad or seen any any kind of marketing for this camera. In fact, I had never. I don't think I've ever even heard of it until you brought it up as the show topic. What did their marketing say? Like, what what were they advertising? Were they were they saying that they were privacy oriented? Or were they saying specific bullet points about oh we don't put it in the cloud stuff like that? Can you can you yeah. enlighten a little so bit? So I still have, like, it's still open here. It's on Amazon DE because, like, this is what I have been looking on. And I also am, like, we're mixing There's here. There's no Amazon.eu that you can use? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, uh, we're mixing it a bit because, of course, The Verge uh, reported on the U.S. thing. But what I'm explaining how I had it, like, before was Amazon DE and was, like, the EU privacy policy. So I have, of course, like, I have checked and tried to check against the, the U.S. one. I'm not sure if they have that in there as well. But what The Verge found was that they were doing in the U.S. what they 
had explicitly allowed for in the European privacy policy. I just wanted to clarify that. And now to Matt's point, like what they're still saying, like today, I just have it open, is like um, privacy is our priority. It's like the first um, thing that you see when you when you scroll down on Amazon to the pretty pictures. Um, and then there's a clear pictures, night vision, um, uh, extraordinary precision detection zones, and then three mo uh, months of um, storage capacity on the local storage and absolute security as the next thing, and uh, smart integration and um, uh, by audio things. So they're like never saying anything about uh, the cloud, but they're explicitly mentioning, as I said, like this this local storage and that the privacy is so very important to them and stuff like They're that. They're positioning so. themselves as a privacy oriented tool. Exactly. Exactly. So that may lead the consumer to believe that with the local storage, that there wouldn't be offsite storage. Now, yeah. Ravdi, you've made some pretty strong caveat mTOR arguments in the past. As long as they include the reality of the situation in their terms of service, have they covered their ethical basis? Are they now free of culpability for for the audience that may be inadvertently deceived? Uh, I think, yes. Uh, from my perspective, like we talked about due diligence the last time, uh, this was the reason why I didn't get like that this is such a big deal. Because I'm like, I read the terms, like, and I think if I want to like install a camera in my home, I I should better read the terms of service and privacy policy. At least skim it, and at least look for like Control F and look for for like just basic stuff like sending data and like what is personal like information and stuff. Where is it stored? Is it sent somewhere and stuff? You know, Joey, Rocky. how are you feeling? You're gonna go read the terms of service, the cameras you already have now? No, <laughs> no, because I'm I'm already I'm already months and years in. Um, even though I've already seen just... everything they're going to see if they're starting. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things where it's physician heal thyself for me. And as a security professional, as an it professional, um, there are, there are so, this is what I do for clients. You know, this is exactly what, what we do to secure, to protect, to advise, to make sure that their best interest for their organization is covered. And, and that's what we get paid to do. But listening to Rafti, I mean, I'm like, I'm not even going to tell you what I've got in my home going on right now. Are you, are you humiliated, Joey? Is that, is that where we are going with <laughs> no, this? Is this? No, I'm not humiliated. It's almost it like almost, your professional I'm, pants have been pulled down. Is that <laughs> <laughs> to an extent? Uh, yeah, but but I also I also have this argument is I am not on the I am not on the um, the side of the fence of ultra paranoia with my data and not that that's bad. I kind of look at it as from my perspective. What are you going to do with my data? So you know how what time I wake up, you know what time I go to bed. You might hear some, uh, you know, some things that that uh, my wife and I speak. Right? I, I don't really care. Acceptable risk. 
it's acceptable risk. Low impact. You may receive more targeted ads because you and your wife, like me and Robin, might talk about eggs, but, um, which is funny now that eggs have become such but, a hot topic. Um, <laughs> uh, but I also like to ask this question of Rofty is I'm holding my device up right on the, on the camera here for us, for the four of us to see for listeners. I'm holding my device up and these devices are passively listening, Rofty. They're passively listening to every single thing that we talk about. And I mean, we could have a whole conversation of that. And and I'm curious as to th as your thoughts on where those, pro did you read the, the terms of service with your, with your phone as well? <laughs> um, uh, partly um, you're right. You have to accept it somewhere. Uh, I am considering like I, I own a pine phone. I thought about switching to Ubuntu touch for my primary device. I uh, and with the Pine phone, you can actually physically like um, disconnect uh, the microphones and camera and stuff. Um, but it's it's just too slow and impractical in our day and age. So and, and, of course, you... and I gotta and I gotta go a step further on that. It's not just the phone. I mean, yeah, the device. It's every fucking app and service you add to the phone, and each of those have their own terms of service and their own backend. I mean, it gets to the point where it's just exhausting, right? And to, in that regard, I I like um, how mobile phones are very siloed off at this point, and how applications actually like um, are uh, sandboxed and actually have to like request permission more and more. Even Android has pulled um, uh, up here as well, um, but the iPhone had this for quite some time now. And stuff like that. So this is this is why, like, of course, I I know I I trust um, with my phone. I trust Apple um, in that regard that they keep my data safe um, and that they don't listen to me. I have to turn Siri off everywhere, so I don't have Hey Siri support. Sorry for everybody who's like whose phone cut <laughs> off, but it's like I don't. I don't have it. Just kicked on. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. exactly. And and my wife would uh, is not gonna let me buy a HomePod, even though I'd like to listen to music while I'm in the shower and stuff like that. Um, it's just like because she's like, no, I don't want any microphones at home. We don't want I want any cameras at home. Um, and we're very like protective in that regard. I don't own. It's gonna be really tough though because pretty much every product coming out is now gonna be voice actuated and it's gonna have RFID. And it's gonna, I mean, it, my my credit. I think I could talk to my credit card. Honestly, I, Matt, Matt, I, I got to ask you, because you come down often on the other side of Rofty, instead of let the buyer beware, you sometimes say, you know, if the company is making its public face as being this thing, then neophytes and unaware customers are necessarily going to be taken advantage of. How do you feel about in this Eufy thing? Yeah, I, I I feel that way exactly because Joey and I work with the average everyday computer user and we see their skill level and, and the, the amount of effort they put into understanding their technology. And by and large, yeah, yeah, nobody reads the terms of service and no, all you're looking for is the functionality. Uh, okay, does this meet the need that I had? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, and, and they don't even think about the privacy stuff, even if it were disclosed in some kind of a mass news event, oh, Eufy does this, I can guarantee you that without walking over to my client's office and grabbing the camera and, and throwing it in the trash, they wouldn't care because hey, it, it works. But I will say, I, I think that it's funny that Eufy has now lost a sale. 
from one person at least who actually read their terms of service. <laughs> and, and even though it's only Rofty, uh, you know, I, I do think that you have to, uh, you know, crow about some of this stuff as, as, at least as, as best you can, at least get the information out. And, and uh, I, I, yeah, there's something to be said for the whole libertarianism of, yeah, you know, the buyer beware, you know, you, you get what you paid for and stuff like that. But at the same time, we we have so much technology crammed down our throats every single day. We have so many apps, so many devices, so many terms of service. Like Joey was kind of getting at, if you read the terms of service for every app that you used in a single day, you would get nothing done because all you would be doing is being is is, is reading legally. So somebody's got to be the arbiter of that, and and that often comes down to people like me and Joey who who are the the front line of saying something to our, a client or to a. Um, a, a, a technology user, hey, you may not actually want to use this because it actually does this and this and this. You know, for instance, take TikTok off your phone because it is Chinese spyware. Oh, I never heard I disagree. that. Disagree. <laughs> Joey, what, what are you disagreeing on? I'm sorry. What did you disagree first, on? First, I, I, I had to jump in there. Matt, please continue and then I'll, I'll give my rebuttal on that. <laughs> no, I was going on too long. Please go, go ahead, Joey. So if we look at TikTok as the example here, and let's not put TikTok on any devices because the Chinese are using it as a data harvester Harvesting. and they're getting, you know, get, getting all of our information. Um, what do you think Facebook is doing? What do you think Google is doing? What do you think Instagram is doing? Here's why, in my opinion, um, again, I don't speak for everybody. This is my my opinion. The reason why they're telling you that it's all Chinese propaganda for for um, harvesting is because they're losing sales to Google, to Facebook, to Instagram. TikTok is one of the highest rated apps ever created. And, in, and all of the other platforms are trying to mimic what TikTok does right now, but they just can't do it. It's like eBay. They were the first ones to the scene, right? There's no, there, there's not going to be at that time another or a better online sales program than eBay, no matter what the flavor is. And I'm using that as an example. So, so, when, so yeah. So you're saying that that all of the bad and negative publicity aimed at TikTok is just a protectionist market capture effort. And I think and I, I got to be honest with you. I, I got to be honest with you. I don't use TikTok, and I don't, you know. I kind of agree with you because the the few bad things that I've seen them saying, I mean, I did not like that their internal audit team was tracking those reporters. That kind of that kind of was upsetting to me. But you're right. But I don't <laughs> see them doing anything more evil than Google or Meta or you name it. Right. All of them have been awful, and I don't see TikTok as any worse. Rafi, what, you want to jump in here? I have I have some issues here. Um, okay. The, the what I, I I agree like that Google and I I tell people not to use Google I don't use Google search when I do web and I make an effort of calling it web search because Googling is such an and you I'm right there with it's you. like I'm 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 purposely using the word web search um to remind people that there are what do you use Rafi I use Duck I love Go. you Rafi you yes I I love Duck uh, I love I use DuckDuckGo and I use Brave Search and I okay. sometimes use uh, like I, I try different search engines. Uh, I don't yeah. use Bing, <laughs> um, but what I what I sort I've heard of Bing is really good for porn. I've heard that <laughs> it's use case. Okay, well, I cannot speak to that. Uh, but uh, maybe then you would like DuckDuckGo because I think DuckDuckGo no, is DuckDuckGo sucks. 
I've heard Bing search engine. <laughs> um, no, but um, so what? I, what my counter to to what you're saying? Like it's like they're losing and they're just grabbing stuff back. What I what why I distrust uh, TikTok so much more than other um, like products is that they're not a public company. You don't know how much money they make. You don't know where the money's coming from. How they sort of like. Um, uh, like fund and, and, all of this, you know. In other words, public companies are are, are subject to more scrutiny and regulation, but and, private and, companies are not. And quasi transparency because exactly. they have to file their 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 SEC reports and stuff like right. that. Is that what you're trying to say? That's and also what I'm trying to say is like um, where the money's coming from is impacting what direction they're going. Um, okay, so let's say it's the Chinese intelligence service. If what exactly. they're getting is our 19-year-olds dancing like idiots, let them fucking have it. I mean, honestly, yeah. it can't be any worse than what the Twitter files exposed, what the new Google leaks exactly. are releasing. I mean, exactly. let the Chinese intelligence service go through all that. Good luck to them finding useful and actionable information. It's in that regard, I'm just saying, for me, it's more like with, with um, my skepticism around Disney and other stuff like this as well, where I'm like, um, big um, media um, entities which can form a narrative and tell people what is like form the our mental capacity of what we consider is good, what we consider in the in the case of TikTok, what is trendy, uh, and basically picking winners and losers, saying well. Um, they can suppress uh, stuff that they don't like and um, sort of like push stuff which they do like and and sort of like getting our um, to use an, an okay. German word side guest into a direction I, I, they they want to form and they want to steer. And, I like skepticism reason. of authoritarianism in whatever form. I'm right there with you. And, but, and I, I, I've but I'm still going to come well down because on, I, I don't like it either. I'm still but coming down on Joey's side. I don't see that as any worse than any of the other big players. I don't, I don't see TikTok as any worse. Um, okay, so now let me ask you this. From yeah. a capitalist standpoint, is there an opening in the market for a third-party service who sits astride all of these other things and reads the terms of service for you and then rates the products so that consumers could go to this website and they could look up any product they want. And it could be a simple graph. Do they export data to the cloud? Yes or no. Do they share the data with law enforcement? Yes or no. Are they funded by a hostile foreign powers intelligence service? Yes or no. And, and, and you could rate these things just based on what the companies themselves have published. You don't even have to do investigative uh, uh, reporting. You don't have to do actual R&D or reverse engineering on the product, all you have to do is read the terms of service. Do you think there'd be value to that, to the customer base? On an, on its face, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. There, I think the reality would be no one would ever even read that part of it. No one would read the TLDR of it either because no one cares. Yeah, but that's right. Here, here's what people want. They want to be able to type in the product and see a green check or a red check. Done. Okay. Yeah. okay. But let's say, so let's say this third party service lets you create your initial account and you set your criteria for what constitutes a green check versus a red check, you know, based on that. Cool idea. What? A cool idea. I'm just saying, like, if it, Matt is already saying, like, people would not read it, I'm, I'm asking is if what people would 
pay for it. This is what I'm, I'm like. not even hang, hang, bear with me here. Okay, I, sorry. Think I, may, I may have a killer app idea. So <laughs> okay. you, you set practice. up your own framework on your initial account. And then that framework stands for all future products. Then when you go to back to that website and you want to go through their library of all the terms of service for all the products you've read, you can either type in a series of products, ring doorbell, Eufy and Nest, right? And then it brings up all three of them and you can either drill down and see the grid or you see the red or, or green check mark. Or you can just type in the name of the product, doorbell camera, and it brings up a list and it's got either the red or the green check mark. That to me, now let's say you don't even charge for that, but what you're monetizing is the viewer's eyes, which products they're choosing, uh, referential, you might have, it might be ad driven or whatever. To me, that, that seems like that could be extremely valuable. The sort of thing that common criteria was supposed to be. The sort of thing that Underwriter Laboratories does for hardware. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, maybe. So you're pitching Amazon should do this, basically, because they have already like a big product library. They already make money. So for them, the, the idea of how do I make money is not in question and stuff the like that. problem is, as a vendor, they'd be inherently bad. There, there is the conflict of interest. Um, of course. I think it has <laughs> to be somebody like Consumer Reports. Oh, yeah. Um, mm where they are specifically stovepipe from the industry. And that's what gives them the value. That's what gives them the integrity. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised somebody hasn't done this already. Now it'd be tough to do because those terms of service keep changing every damn month. I can't tell you how often I get those updates in my email box and I don't even read those. <laughs> yeah, same same with me. You know, you get the email, oh, we've updated our terms of service. Great. I didn't know what the old ones were. I certainly don't know what the new ones were and what the changes are. <laughs> so, uh, but um, I, I did want to circle back around really quickly, though. I think it was Joey that said something about um, 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 uh, oh, uh, reviews or uh, uh, ads or, 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 or um, Oh gosh, what, what did you say, Joe? Anyways, where um, let, let, let's say in this Ufi situation, this article that was published on The Verge, what if this article was promoted by and basically given to uh, The Verge by a competitor of Ufi? They're the it. ones who brought. Sure. In other words, what if they were the one? Th this other competitor for Ufi is who brought it forth and and was pointing at the terms of service and saying, "Hey, have you guys looked at this? Have you guys looked at this?" Because it, that would then benefit uh, the competitor's product over the Ufi product. Um, you know, Joey's always looking for conspiracy theories. What if every time you see something a negative article about something, it was actually because a competitor wanted that article to be promoted? And that's one of the good things about competition is competitors are supposed to point out the downsides of competing products. That That's why a competitive environment is better than one where it's homogenous or monopolized, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we don't like monopolies. So, anyway, yeah, that no, was... I, <laughs> sorry, I just completely killed the conversation. No, no, no that's, it's, that's it's a, a good point. Yeah. That's great. I mean, and yeah. that's how business intelligence is supposed to work. It shouldn't be corporate espionage. You shouldn't go be stealing something from your competitors. You should be highlighting your good points and their bad points. I still am siding with Joey, though. What they've done is highlighted somebody else's bad points while sweeping their own dirty laundry under well, the rug, you know? How, how many people, when all of this publicity started coming out about TikTok, how many people said, get it off your phones, close the accounts, get it off your phones, right? 
that I think was the real intent. Let's go back to the to the known safe brands. I'm sorry, they just don't exist. They're all trash, in my opinion. Yeah, and of course, I'm off Facebook. I'm off off all of this. Maybe to to then because you were saying like maybe it was a competitor. Like in that regard, um, like in the in the article of the Verge, they're saying like it was security researchers, and what they uncovered was a little bit more than this as well. This was just uh, like we started off at this point because this was my confusion where I'm like, has nobody read the terms of service or privacy policy, or is the the U.S. version is so different? But like what they also found, of course, was like that you were able to watch the stream if you had like the the device id because i think this was um was how they they had it in their in they their weren't even encrypting the stream no via they were phone. not encrypting the stream and you can't <laughs> you were able to watch it via a standard vlc player you put it in um and stuff like that and and see, apparently see, you yeah. know it, it's funny that it had to be security researchers they researched what they read the terms of service, but no, now you're saying there was actually a little bit more than that, where they, they, they peeled back the onion layers a little bit. Right. Yeah. Security, no, security and... research incorporated funded by yeah. ring cameras, ring cameras. Of course, who knows, but like in that regard, I think this is even worse. Um, but it, it also reveals, and there were, uh, in the article, maybe we put that in the show notes, but they had some great uh, like um, points of nuances there as well. Apparently, the device was fairly long. It was not the MAC address. And in the past, apparently, some other companies were using MAC addresses for this, which, of course, is very problematic because MAC addresses have certain bits which stay the same. Um, so guessing the last digits just for, for the specific cameras makes brute force attack much easier. Um, and like with the Eufy thing, it was longer IDs, not counting up and stuff like that. So they, they were like saying it was easier. Uh, it was, it was better. Sorry. Um, it was, they made it harder to guess, but that it's not encrypted means like when you're like at your friend's house, there's no login. Sort of like, Exactly, it was, it's no login, it and you make it security throughout. You just wire shark that sucker, exactly. can't you? <laughs> yeah, right. you, just, you? You go in, you make a, a picture of the device, um, looking at the back of it, like for the device ID. Go home, put it in your VLC player, and you were basically able to stalk that person, which of course is like very horrible in that regard as well. So I don't know, Ben, what you're saying. Like, if if you would like watch a murder um, through that camera, which you're yeah. like. And that, that's always that that ethical moral question yeah. of is the stalker forgiven the stalking if what they're reporting is a worse infraction? I, and I don't I don't know. That's like one of those trolley problem things where yeah, yeah. I don't know where I come down on that side. I, I'd really like to catch the murderer, you know, especially if it's a serial killer who may go on to murder again. Um, but on the other hand, I don't want people stalking everyone. And I certainly don't want <laughs> law enforcement getting access to that. Yeah. Um, Which, yeah. of course, like law enforcement had would have had much more resources. And this is basically then the, the next thing, like who would have had access to this, you know, uh, to those camera feeds? Because if they're broadcasting unencrypted, anybody could have like started like just grabbing that video stream, you know. But let's it, let's say let's say that wasn't the security issue. Let's say it was the offsite storage. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say something pretty wacky here. I'd almost prefer the data be stored in Shenzhen because I know the Chinese aren't gonna share it with the fucking NSA, where I'm pretty <laughs> certain Bezos is. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I mean, is that, is that some weird ass approach to security? Is that is that a very oblique kind of privacy? I don't know. And, and I, I can tell you, there are people in Europe who are exactly like that. They were like, oh, I, I rather use the, I, I mean, now after the re Ukraine thing, not that much anymore. But before that, in 2020 and, before, and earlier, people were like, I rather use the Russian thing than the, than the US thing. I'd rather than it like, be Kaspersky than McAfee. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Look, China, China, because of all of the because of all of the uh, TikTok removals and the mass amounts of people that left TikTok, they were left to putting balloons up to, uh, <laughs> to try and get our data. Try to yeah. fill in the gaps. We, we've got a data gap. Let's fly a balloon. Uh, Let's put some balloons out there. <laughs> well, you know, and it's funny because you talk about the U.S. government, and we keep seeing this. You know, I think it started with Trump, and it keeps rolling down the hill, where they want the gov government employees, government machines, can't have TikTok on them anymore. You can only have social media that's been funded by the American intelligence services, not the Chinese intelligence exactly. services. <laughs> Uh, our, our, our bad, the USA, our bad guys are better than your bad guys. <laughs> um, and now that we sort of like moved off of the topic a bit, have you heard that like, I think France is banning Office 3, like Microsoft Office from their schools? Um, so, what? yeah, so, no, what is Europe, that? Is moving, Europe is moving away from Microsoft Office because uh, the data is stored in the U.S. Oh. or they store data in the US. And so with GDPR oh. and and that data has to stay in, in the EU and stuff like that, more and more countries are now moving it. And apparently um, this caused an infliction of LibreOffice um, viruses and hacks. So, <laughs> And I think we mentioned that a couple of weeks ago, is that the, the open source stuff is now becoming more popular for malware writers. Okay, um, maybe yeah. I forgot. That yeah. we already talked about this, but I, I'm just like, this is like uh, this whole thing we're currently talking about, like, where is the data stored and stuff? It's it's getting much more um, important. And uh, the reason partly why I wanted to bring it up and we sort of like um, went around this, but we were talking in the last couple of um, episodes uh, quite often about, uh, as we said, like due diligence and what stuff do you have to do as a security professional and stuff like that. And um, uh would you like um, say like use my Office 365? I mean, Matt and, and Joey, you were already saying like, um, is this uh, for for users who are like not the technical? Is it better like this because then like ransomware is not a thing or stuff like that? Um, where where do you like land? Is this like would you recommend Ufi to them? Um, saying, well, at least you have a camera, you know, and it's it's fairly affordable, and it's not Amazon, it's not, you know, <laughs> where where how do you prioritize this, and and how to, for the listeners, how would you like go about it? Where where do you draw those lines for for your personal? Like, I, I only have one standard for what I recommend to my clients, and it it is would would my friend Rafti use it, and if he would not use it, then I do not recommend it because <laughs> I trust Rafti to read the terms of service. <laughs>
You've outsourced your own job. <laughs> I like that. That's respectable. Everybody that's listening, go to Safing uh, Rafi's <laughs> website and download his product and buy <laughs> services from him. If this is that part of the episode, and I know we're winding down. I just want to point out, we have not yet posted the Wanna Practice Terms of Service. <laughs> and I'm kind of arguing with the dev team because even before we did this episode and we knew what the topic was, I want to insert language that says blatantly, boldface, big font, we are going to harvest every portion of your data that is possible and monetize it in any way. We are going to sell it to pirates, uh, capitalists, uh, foreign governments. We are going to gut, because we're giving you a cheap, good quality value. We got to get our money back somehow. Matt, mm -hmm. or, uh, 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 Ben, I, I think you're exactly right. There's a, there's a saying, hide it in plain sight and put it out there. Are we going to use your data? absolutely i'm not saying you, you your company but some of these uh organizations yes we're going to use it and here's what we're going to use it for and, and if I, you're okay with it then let's move on and the funny thing is i don't actually have an intent to monetize that information what i want to do is i want to step out ahead of anyone accusing me of not telling them that I was going to do so, and then doing so in some tertiary way later on. I want to nip in the bud anyone ever accusing me of trying to hide or cloak my intent. And, and if I come out straight right up on the front of the bat, put it on the front page right there, yep, we're going to sell everything, still want to use it, then all of those doorbell users can't complain later on. Rafi will never download your app. <laughs> Rafi's <laughs> going to come in here and be like, nope, I read the terms we, of service. I can't re recommend it. We absolutely need to add like a 20 second segment in here in the, sh in the, in the episodes. Would Rafi use it? <laughs> and I would oh. love, would Rafi Every week it? we have a new product where exactly. he reads the terms so I'd of love service. To hear what the, I'd love to hear what the listeners want to see what Rafi would use. Outstanding. You know? Uh, but WRD. <laughs> but know, just say no, like yes or no. But in that regard, like I, I actually do use some applications only, like on iOS. You can have the website as an application on your home screen. We'll, we'll allow and, you to do that. You can qualify your response. You'll have twenty yeah. seconds to say, "I use this product, but only when my wife's not around and when I'm underwater." That's perfect. That's great. Now, speaking, speaking of users selecting stuff, I want to give a shout out to uh, our listener, Angelo, who commented on our War Games episode, said thanks for the nostalgia and, and talking about what we went through, and, nice. and he really enjoyed that. And Angelo has been a, a long commenter. He's yeah, I think he's given the most comments on, on the website of all oh. the uh, podcasts. So Thanks, Angelo. Thanks, Angelo. Thank you. All right. Well, then, until next time, I'm Ben Maliso. And I'm Matt Snotty. I'm Raphael Fiedler. I'm Joey Police. Catch us again next week for not only Rafi's scoring of some products terms of service, but another episode of The Sensuous Sounds of InfoSec. Hey there, listener. Matt here. If you like listening to Ben, Robin, Rafi, Joey, or myself, please consider supporting us at buymeacoffee.com slash securitized. Interested in training for CISSP, CCSP, CISM, SSCP, 
CCSK, boy, that's a lot of letters, or other InfoSec certifications. Go to Ben's website for all his training programs at wannabeacissp.com, and that's spelled W-A-N-N-A-B-E-A-C-I-S-S-P.com. We are on Discord. Engage with us by searching for the channel wannabeacissp. Feedback or questions on what we discuss? Send a good old-fashioned email to ben at benmaliso.com. You may hear a shout-out or your feedback on a future show. We're all working professionals in the InfoSec industry, so feel free to link up with us on LinkedIn. Support Rofty's company and test drive their free firewall software called Portmaster, downloadable at their website, safing.io, spelled S-A-F-I-N-G dot I-O. Support Joey's company, Blue Edge Networks, at blueedgenetworks.com, and listen to Joey's podcast called Topic of Choice at topicofchoice.com. Join us on Reddit at slash r slash ssoi underscore fans. All opinions expressed in this podcast are personal and for entertainment purposes only. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions of our companies, affiliates, employers, guests, or even each other. No advice given here should be followed without consulting with a professional for any specific InfoSec situation you may experience. <laughs>